Start changing people's lives through education and help them reach their goal of living healthier and happier lives. As an NASM personal trainer, you're getting the best certification, tools, online learning platform, customer support, and more in the fitness industry. The time is now. It's quick, easy, and affordable to follow your passion for fitness. Click the link in the show description or call 1-800-460-6276 to become an NASM certified personal trainer today. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Random Fit, powered by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. My name is Wendy Batts, and I am here with the most amazing co-host, Mr. Kenneth <laughs> Miller. How are you doing today, Ken? I am great, Wendy. Good to hear from you. Good to see you, as always. Always. So I always enjoy this time of our week. So, And I'm super excited about our topic today, because we are going to talk about virtual training. Um, as we know, it's not going anywhere. 2021 looks like we're still in you know, places on lockdown. And until we uh, fully open up across the country, virtual training is now, it's just part of life for multiple, multiple trainers, but then also for many clients that have adapted and adopted to the world of virtual training. So I'm excited to talk about this topic. And I think you're going to be able to share some amazing stories and I know that you're doing it, I'm doing it. And uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, being able to kind of talk about the transition, transition was a little bit crazy because it was like a complete halt. Let's start over and yeah. change our ways. And so uh, why don't you kind of open us up a little bit and talk about uh, how it's been for you and, and how you've made your business, like you've had to literally, because California is still closed, right? Or did they yeah. open back up? Well, we're, we're open for, and I'm speaking for, I'm speaking on behalf of the state of California. Uh, no, we are, <laughs> right now, as far as, uh, you know, as of this recording, um, gyms technically are open for outdoor only. Okay. Which means if you've got access to a parking lot, um, if you happen to have an alleyway, anything outdoors, um, that that's what you've got available. So anything indoors, like in my facility over here, this is technically a no-no. Uh, so, um, as a, yeah, as of last year, you know, as you know, we were shut down mid March and the end of March, I had to get a zoom account. I had to, I had to, mm-hmm. I, had, I, I had to do like what every other trainer was doing who had adopted, uh, virtual training right off the get go. As soon as, you know, there was talk and the spread of, um, the virus, um, a lot of trainers adopted to it right away. So I was a little bit slower on the uptake, but as soon as I did it, um, it was a way for me to keep open communications. And because personal training is, is, is a lot of you observing your clients and seeing what they're doing and how they're doing it. Uh, you can't do it over the phone. There's no, okay, tell me what you're doing. Describe, describe it to me. Wait, wait. So where's your leg? Where's your knee now? Okay, are you on the ground? No, 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 that's not right. Five kinetic um, chain checkpoints, people. <laughs> yeah. Here's shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. Um, you can't do that. So you 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 had to adopt. You had to change. And you know, as soon as you, as, as someone like me who's who wants to be in front of people and is very tactile and and cueing and using a lot of visualizations, it's something that um, not only as a personal trainer I had to adopt to, but the clients had to adapt to that. When you say adapt and adopt, clients had to get used to that as well. And it was a lifestyle change because now you had to introduce 
technology. I had clients having to dust off their iPads and their their tablets and and take out their computers and take their computers off the desk and put it on the floor or on the chair in the living room. So here's the thing, you know, it was it was an adjustment on both sides of the screen. So myself as a personal trainer and my clients um, on their end. So they had to now clear out space and I had to take inventory. What what pieces of equipment do you have available? So it was it was a change. And you know, here we are in 2021. And as much progress as some places have made as far as being open, facilities have opened, I mean, I'm still technically not open from an indoor standpoint. So, um, you know, it's still with us and it's here today and it's going to be here with us for a long time as, as we're about to discuss when it comes to virtual training. Yes, I had the same experience, you know, when they first shut us down in March. So I'm based out of Georgia and, you know, Georgia was one of the first states to open. But I know like when they shut everyone down, it was kind of like, all right, this is only going to happen for like a week or two. Like I didn't realize that yeah. this is going to be still going on to date. I mean, we're in 2021 and we're still, you know, trying to figure out if we're going to stay open, remain open. Are there going to be certain guidelines and things like that? Yeah. But, you know, for the first couple of weeks, I just called my clients for, you know, was asking them like, Hey, how are you doing? How's everyone in your family? And, you know, one of the reasons why I finally was like, okay, I'm going to have to do virtual coaching. A, I wanted to make a living. So I needed to eat and, you know, we needed to find ways to, to, you know, to earn a living and, and to do the sessions. But also I didn't want my clients to lose what they had. And I have clients right. on all different levels. I've got some that are younger. I've got some that are high-end athletes. And then I've got some folks that are not very computer savvy. And so, you know, for me too, I didn't really understand all of the components of Zoom. I mean, I knew how to set up a Zoom link and I could send it to them. And I was like, just click it, let's pray. But there's a little bit more to that, like to your point. And, um, you know, once I said, let's try it out, let's see if it's a good fit for you and me. I realized that I actually enjoy virtual training. Um, I mean, I still love and I, I have the ability to go and work one on one with my clients. However, many of my clients can't come into the gym and it's mainly yeah. because of, you know, they're they living with their older you mm -hmm. know, mother had moved in just based on they, they were the primary caretaker. You've got, you know, young kids at school. So now they didn't have the freedom yeah. to drop them off and then come into the gym. You know, so schedules were a big factor. You know, timing was a big factor. And, you know, I mean, people were just scared and and still are, you know, and, and you can't yeah. you can't fault anyone for that. So I think, you know, because of that, you know, I know it made me a better trainer because I had to become you know, more open-minded and I had to be more creative. And to your point, I had to talk to everyone, find out what did they have at their home? Because I mean, if you went online and you went to Google and you're like, I want to order this dumbbell and this dumbbell or these bands, and it wasn't even mm -hmm. Google, but you went to even some of these high-end um, places where I get a lot of my equipment, they were all yeah. sold out. I mean, immediately sold out. So then you had yeah. to say, okay, do you have milk jugs? Do you have soup cans? Like, I mean, the stuff that we talk about, we're like, do you really ever use that? Well, you know what? in March and April and May, I absolutely did because that's all people had. And yeah. so, you know, but I mean, you know, I think adapting to it now I get to do some sessions at home, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays mm -hmm. are my virtual training yeah. days and Mondays and Wednesdays are my in-person days and Friday is the day for programming and all the other stuff that we do. Yeah. 
um, you know, I think it's, I think it's great. Plus I personally enjoy it. I can roll out of bed, brush my teeth and make myself somewhat look preventable, like, you know, presentable. And it's like, they don't know if I showered or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Te teeth, teeth brushing optional at that point, but <laughs> wow. No, okay. But I mean, maybe yeah, for you, you but. <laughs> Um, yeah, until smell vision comes online, then it's not really that big. I'll brush my teeth after the set. Uh, no, so, so to your point, I mean, Wendy, yeah, it was, it was one of those things in my facility. I had to, I loaned out equipment until, until equipment can be brought into the house. Um, as far as my clients ordering and buying, because like you said, good luck a year ago, finding fives, eights, tens, fifteens, twenties, uh, those were gone. Right. So, um, yeah, so having the inventory that is needed to challenge the body and get the clients the good, the good workout that they would, that they would get when they're with you was, was a big thing. But now that people are caught up, now I've got clients with, uh, <laughs> um, like I have in my display, I loaned out some of my recovery tools, like my volts and my, and my spheres and all that stuff. So that was the other side of things. Cause they would come in, they would use a recovery tool and then, and then, um, and then, you know, use that before they before they work out. So, here we go. They had to borrow that and use it. So that was um, uh, something that uh, needed some adjusting. But now that we are deeper into it, we we are now having inventory. So I've got clients with a closet now of equipment. So which which gives us a lot more that we could do as far as um, their home workouts go. So it took a little time, but. A lot, of, a lot of my clients now have better home workout facilities, you know, equipped than I do at home. Uh, yes. I mean, I, it's same with me. I noticed that with my, you know, with my clients. I mean, when we think of virtual training, and I mean, yeah. that's that's the whole purpose of this, this mm -hmm. podcast is to really take some time and think about it. Because yeah. from a consumer standpoint, if you've thought about being, you know, t thought about doing virtual training and then you're thinking, well, you're not going to be able to, you know, get the workout that you would face to face. You absolutely could. And I know, you know, with myself as well as you can, you know, if you have a, a, a really good trainer and you, you know, maybe have never done personal training before, yeah. maybe this is your time to start because if you've always had a hectic schedule, you know, literally anywhere from 30 to one hour, depending on what the session is, you know, you can, you know, in, in a training session that we do, mm -hmm. I mean, I know I can still do my assessments, which are assessments are the most important thing, you know, that a trainer does with, in my opinion, um, with yeah. any client, because if you don't understand how someone's moving and finding and looking for possible compensations, you really can't design a program to help fix their movement patterns, which will help them realistically move better, feel better, perform better, and then get to those goals overall. And so you can still do assessments. You can still, you know, cue someone, still go through the show, tell, do. Um, you know, I, again, I use a, a um, iPad when I actually do my virtual training and I set it on the ground and I make sure that they can see me. I've got plenty of space. I demo what I want them to do. And I, and it, it's reciprocated, whether it's their, you know, their computer, their iPad, it's in a, in a perfect placement. We, we set that up right before we even start. And then I'm like, Hey, move me around, shift me over here. If we have to go to different parts of their home gym, if they yeah. have multiple pieces of equipment in different areas, but you know, you can absolutely have a fantastic workout and then you can go onto your meeting or go on to something without the travel time and stuff like that. So as a consumer, 
if you if you've never done virtual training i really think that there's so many amazing trainers out there that would love to have you as a client and i know as a trainer yeah. we would appreciate you guys coming to us but you know if you've never done virtual training as a as a personal trainer it's definitely something that can increase your business it can increase you know your knowledge in trying to work with different populations in different environments and i think it can be incredible for people to try if they haven't done it yeah and um, i agree with you 100% because you know being virtual you're not relegated by how far you you know how long it takes you to travel somewhere or how far somebody is uh, if we were in a live situation or how long it takes for them to come to you so you know having having some clients that are still in high school they can log off of a class and then work with me and um, the other great part of it is that i can get referrals from friends or family of my clients that are nowhere near california or nowhere near where i live so your outreach from a virtual standpoint is is greatly expanded because now i have a client who referred her cousin who's from Southern California uh, to me. And now we have a, you know, just a, a, a semi-regular training program going virtually. I've never met her face to face. Um, but like you said, it's just, you know, you get to know somebody and you figure out what's in, in their inventory, figure out their goals, you assess them online, and then you can program design and give them the cues uh, that they need with your show, tell, do format. So. Um, your outreach is definitely there. And, and another another story on top of that is I was able to work with um, this this group of um, gentlemen that I worked with at the country club that's about 40 miles away from me. And from there, we were able to reconnect because I wasn't commuting to their neck of the woods here in the Bay Area um, anymore. And so we stopped training. But when I started to go back online, I reached out to them. I called them and say, hey, would you guys be up for some virtual training? So just log on, you know, and we'll get the same group training workouts that we did when we were together, minus the equipment. And even to this day, they're with me twice a week. So from a financial standpoint, it's gotten me a couple more hours of training that I wouldn't have otherwise had because I like these guys, but geography, the distance just kept us apart. Plus I wasn't there anymore, but log in at 7 a.m., done at eight they get on with their day and i can go on to my next session so from there um it's it's, it's been an, a great opportunity to reconnect with with past clients so new clients past clients and augmenting how i meet with my current clients so from a virtual training standpoint it's it's gotten it's it's gotten uh, me a lot more connections than i than i otherwise wouldn't have had uh, without it you make some great points. And for those of you guys that are just joining us, you know, my name is Wendy Batts. I'm here with Ken Miller and we're talking about virtual training and how it is here to stay. And Ken just pretty much nailed the fact of why we're doing this because, you know, we often hear multiple times, you know, I don't know about virtual training in, in different perspectives. You know, I've had my clients that were very doubtful, but now love it. I've had trainers that have said, I really want to do this. I just don't know how. And, you know, we can talk about so many stories because I've actually reunited with some of my clients that I wasn't able to, you know, that kind of stopped coming to the gym and it wasn't any financial reason or anything. It's just the timing. They could not make their session appointment. And, um, you know, it just, they were canceling more than coming. And so they just finally dropped 
dropped off. Mm -hmm. And so once I, you know, I was checking on them, I cared about them. I wanted to make sure they were safe going through the pandemic. I wanted just to see how their family was doing. I let them know that I was going to be training virtually and I asked if they wanted to give it a shot. And to me, it opened up the floodgates to get more people back that I think if I didn't have to, you know, if I didn't have a reason to reach out to them other than I just wanted to say hello, um, I might have mm -hmm. missed out on that opportunity. So it's been fabulous for me to reconnect. And, you know, people often ask me as well, like, what are your, you know, what platform do you use? And I use a lot of different ones. Um, I use FaceTime. I use Zoom. Those are usually my two mm -hmm. primary, just based on what my, my clients have and what they what they prefer as well. But there are so many different platforms out there. I mean, I know there's, um, you know, you've got what Zoom, FaceTime, Google Meet. Uh, I'm sure I'm yep. missing a whole bunch, but you know, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could rattle that off for 30 yeah, minutes, I'm yeah. sure. But you know, I mean, just treat it just like you would at the gym, be very professional, be on right. time, you know, just be very clear, have the program in front of you. Don't make it up as you go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's always going to be times where you may have to do, you know, you know, do a quick switch based on something that had happened. But yep. I watch them, you know, foam roll. I do it with them. You know, I, I show everything. Um, and, you know, then comes how much do you charge? And so my answer to that is it's going to totally be up to you. And every trainer yep. has different thoughts on that. But my hour is my hour. And so it doesn't matter if I'm meeting with you face to face. It doesn't matter if I'm meeting with you virtually. My, my, my price personally did not change. Now, some people, right. because they don't have travel time and they, they, you know, added travel time into their sessions and stuff, they may have to lower their prices, but don't set yourself short. And if you're a consumer, just understand you get what you pay for. So if you really want a high-end trainer, you want someone that's very confident in their ability to get you to your goal, you will still have to pay, you know, a premium price. And it's definitely worth it because I'll ask you, what is your health worth? And you know, people are like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. So I don't know if you you charge anything different, Ken, personally, but. No, I, I follow the same format you do. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, my, my time is my time. And, um, you know, for me to spend my time and attention, because there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of clients don't realize also that you, you spend a little bit, you spend some time off camera as well, because if I'm working with you, Let's say that that example I brought up earlier, those, those gentlemen, um, they like to ski, they like to play tennis, they play pickleball, they do all these, they, they're, they're athletes, even though, um, you know, they're, they're older in age, but I still have to program for everything their body's been through. So I'm sitting there, you know, at the end of a session planning for the next session or the night before thinking, okay, well, what does... What does Jim, what does Greg, what does Cam need? And what can I put into the program that feeds all of them in this group training session? So so if you're if you're a trainer who plans, you're if you're a trainer that thinks about your clients and you're just not showing up, okay. Uh, what's that thing right behind you? Yeah, pick that up. Let's go ahead and do <laughs> let's go ahead and do uh, why don't you yeah, press it over your head. All right. Yeah, do 15 of those. Yeah, perfect. All right, good. All right, get on the ground, go drink of water. Okay. No, if you're that type of trainer, you're not worth five cents, you know. So um, it, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, any, it's true, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of, to, to say, okay, here, get up, get down. All right. Do 20 sit-ups. All right. Do 20 push-ups. All right. Squat, lunge. Perfect. All right. Get a drink of water. It doesn't take that long. So when you, when you're talking about your rate, 
And if you're a trainer that's worth his weight in, in, in gold, then um, it means you have to be professional. So you're dressed, you're ready, you're on time, you're logging in, they can log in early, you, you're spending time connecting with them. Okay, here's the plan, here's what we're gonna do today. Any questions, this is why we're gonna do it. Any questions, okay, here's the first exercise. Any questions, all right, boom, right? So it's no different than if you, you have no different attention from me virtually compared to when we're together. And that's, and that's what you're paying for when it comes to personal training, any situation. I agree. And I think, I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it because, you know, that's the beauty of, of NASM personally. I mean, obviously I hold that very dear and, and true to my heart because I think NASM has really been the foundation that's built my business and made me successful. Mm. But it doesn't matter if you're working at home or in the gym, follow the model, follow the acute variables and set the program up that's in the best interest of your client. And to your point, if you're doing group settings, you know, it's not about like this hard boot camp, like in, in giving quote punishment exercises. Mm -hmm. It's about being very strategic in your planning and your programming for all the individuals involved in that group. And, you know, having regressions and progressions and being able to adapt to the group. If it's some people that may be new to the group and this is how you're running your business. But, you know, I think, I think the way that virtual training can be successful is, you know, you're successful by word of mouth too. And, and that's yep. how you can really build your business. But another avenue that I did that's really kind of under the virtual training is kind of thinking about the training platforms that you can mm -hmm. use to build programs. Because with me, I still want to see people, you know, face to face, whether I say face to face in person or face to face on, you know, FaceTime mm -hmm. or whatever it is that I'm yep. doing. But I also build programs for some people that are like, listen, I, you've taught me well. I know yeah. exactly what you want me to do, but I need programs that I can do. And I may not be able to, to meet on our mm -hmm. Zoom sessions and I'm going on vacation, but I still want workouts and plans. And I mean, you know, you can charge for those. And, you know, having a good training platform, I think, is also key. And I mean, I use the NASM edge, but there are a ton out there. There's trainerize, there's, um, gosh, I mean, I could go coach me plus you've got, yeah, yeah. you've got, you know, like a ton of different ones that you can literally build mm -hmm. an actual workout and inside that platform, when they log in, you're still connected to them. So you set the dates and, uh, and times of, mm -hmm. and also the duration that you want that program to be, you know, for them to use and you can build yep. multiple and put them in the calendar at different days. And when they click on that day, you can see a, did they log in, which I think is key because they really can't lie to you because you have yep. a look in to see when the last time they logged in, but all of them also have, you know, and I shouldn't say every platform's the same because they're not, but the ones that I use, they have exercise demo videos. And so if yep. a client isn't familiar with that, um, they can, you know, click on that one little button and it can show mm -hmm. them exactly how to do it. I think that's important because, you know, we, we're programming really good information in our brains and we're, we're making sure that the client's executing it correctly when they're with us. But you also want to teach them when you're not together, you still want them to do stuff. And so mm -hmm. I think that can also enhance your business. And then as a consumer, it's another avenue for you to think of if you want to take on your health and you really want to look at 2021 as something to build a, a good base of, you know, movement and exercise and programming and, and make yourself look, feel and move better, mm -hmm. then, you know, there are so many different options out there. And there are so many great trainers that are out there, too, that really 
I know I keep saying that, but I, I, I just, I'm so passionate about virtual training too, because I do it and I know it works and it's helped yeah. so many people. And for, for those personal trainers or strength coaches that are out there that are listening and watching us, um, when it comes to creating programs that your clients are going to follow when they're not with you, try to have sessions where you're, you're, you're introducing those exercises in, in why and how have them do it for you. Like say maybe the workout you do today with your client is the same workout they're gonna do when they travel or when they're in the hotel or when they're at, when they're visiting at um, you know, their, their relative's place. So from, from there, make sure you, you give them some idea of how to do it, what to look for, some of the, the coaching points as you will. Um, because if you do go on to, let's say the, the NASM Edge app, and that's what they're using. At least they, they've been familiarized with it first and then they can do it on their own. So that's one of the, the things I tell trainers who are virtual training is make sure you do at least, you know, well, I'll say all the exercises with them first. So I'll say at least 50, not all of them. Um, that way they know they're not learning from the machine. They're not learning from what's already there. Although a lot of the instructions on, let's say an ASM Edge app, it's, it's great instruction. You just want to mm -hmm. see that for you to do this exercise right, you have a you have a habit of arching your low back. So when you're doing this plank, make sure that we get a little bit of a posterior tilt, pull the belly button in, and again, tuck in your chin, ears, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, and boom, you got it, all right? So go ahead and do one rep for me. Perfect, good job, do it just like that, and you are, you're golden. So don't let the app train the client, you train the client and let the app guide them in your absence and if um if you uh if you if you're a client just know that when you're with your trainer and you tell them you're going to travel somewhere and you're not going to be with them or they're going to use the app to augment their workouts then tell them and say hey can you run me through this exercise routine or can you run me through the next workout so i know i'm doing it right when i'm on my own and it's a great way too to give them their homework. And so oftentimes I know when once we do the assessment and I see that there might have been multiple compensations, you know, I, I actually do, you know, use the platform to say, hey, these are the areas I want you to foam roll and stretch. And maybe here's, you know, two or three activation exercises and maybe one full body or mm -hmm. integration exercise. So kind of using more of the, you know, corrective exercise continuum type thing. Um, because you know, they're focusing on different body parts and working out, doing more multi-joint exercises with me. Mm -hmm. But if they are like, man, how did she show me how to foam roll my upper hip? You know, yeah. you know, she called it some P word like performance yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they have access to that. And you can say, hey, when you're on your show watching TV, grab your roller, pull out your app and you just just go through the motions. And so therefore you can, there's a lot of accountability that can still happen in virtual training. And I think sometimes yep. that easily gets lost. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and one, one suggestion that I have from, for, from both sides, whether you're a trainer or not, and you're, you know, working out with, with a trainer is look into some, you know, really, you know, I don't want to call it cheap exercise or exercise equipment, but like, you know, look into mini bands now that more people, now you can buy them or look into yeah. some, you know, light dumbbells, like kind of spice it up because your body will start to adapt to the same weight and the same things that you're doing over and over. And yep. if you can just purchase things that aren't very expensive, um, that would be useful just for some different, you know, different mm -hmm. ways of doing a chest press or a row or something like that, you're going to benefit 
more than you think you will. And it'll also give more variety in your workout so you don't, quote, get bored. Um, Because there's so many different exercises that you can do with the band, you know, upper body, lower body, and, and, you know, upper and lower together. And so, you know, I would say, you know, light dumbbells, uh, mini bands, bands, you know, and, and again, Mm -hmm. you can look at the cost and see, you know, what, what you feel like you could do. But if you, you know, want to want to build a home gym without spending a lot of money there definitely yeah. are some options out there yeah um on top of those band you know sand bells sandbags things that you can uh slam down <laughs> things that you can work <laughs> with um power or let's say a 30 pound um ultimate sandbag something along those lines something that can address strength and power and not just you know the the, the bands are great you just need some place to anchor a lot of them if you're not stepping on it and using it for curls or something like that. But, you know, gradually you'll, you'll increase your inventory. But like you said, light dumbbells, bands, that's, that's, those are staple um, components to your home, home gym. And then you can increase with, you know, sand and water-based um, tools and equipment just because they offer so much variability to your workouts. And like you said, Wendy, I mean, variety is the spice of life. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, your body's going to adapt really, really fast. So you need things that you can do for multiple purposes. And I'm not just saying pull here, pull from that direction, pull from this direction, but things that are gonna challenge stability, challenge strength and challenge power. Um, as we, again, we, as we progress from stability, strength, power, have tools that complement what you're going to go for when it comes to how you want your body to change. Great points. And just remember, if you are going to buy med balls, and you're going to do power stuff and you're used to throwing yeah. things against your wall, like on a cement wall <laughs> at the gym. Just remember, you know, if you throw a, a ball in, uh, you know, any kind of wall at home, it's probably not coming back and you got a big yeah. hole. In this, so. Yeah. Or if you've got downstairs neighbors, um, if you're in an apartment, uh, that's <laughs> jumping, all that stuff, you, you got to be set. And that, those are great questions to ask when you're training somebody. But if yes. you're the client, just know that, hey, um, I'd love to jump right now, but I got someone down there. Or I'd love to jump, but my ceiling's only eight feet tall, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, drive my hands through those ceilings. So, um, all things you need to, all things you need to look at. For sure, and I mean, I, I know, um, you know, from my point of view, I think if you you ask me what my, you know, kind of key takeaways from all of all of this, I mean, I think it's it's mainly when you're thinking you know, and no offense, but on behalf of myself and my co-host, Ken Miller, we're talking about virtual training. Give it a shot because it it literally Mm -hmm. opens the door. Um, If you are a trainer, you have, you can train anyone from anywhere at any time, as long as it works in both of your schedules. It gives Mm -hmm. you a variety of ways to kind of change up the daily, you know, the daily grind of always going into a gym, but still allowing you to make money and doing the things that you're truly passionate about, which for most trainers, their passion is helping others, you know, reach goals and changing lives and, you know, working on their nutrition and working on, you know, just the whole the whole dynamic of health. And so I know, you know, you can do different sessions, you can change it up, you can do groups, you can, you know, work with, with the younger kids when they're on their little break. And sometimes they need that mm-hmm. mental break from sitting in front of the computer now instead of yeah. going in and doing, you know, maybe running around with their kids on, a, you know, uh, their friends or whatever, if they yeah. you know, have playtime. So, so I know those are my key takeaways because I've heard so many positive things about virtual training. And then I've heard so many questions asked. And so I know, on my behalf, one of the reasons we wanted to do that and why I was excited that when they said, Hey, you know, we've yeah. got a lot of questions. Do you guys want to talk about it? We're like, heck yeah, bring it on. So, yeah. so yeah. 
I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that before we wrap it up. Well, I, I think it's just an opportunity for trainers to, you know, look beyond their local or regional area. Um, as far as like what you're saying, when it's like an opportunity to help people, like I've mentioned, I've, I'm helping clients that I otherwise would have not ever talked to ever again because of how far we are. But now I can work with referral stuff. So my client who's referring me, her cousin who is, you know, all the way down in the southern part of the state, I can help that person. I can help, you know, I've worked with in Colorado, right? I've gotten, you know, video calls going on, you know, with, with people all over this country now, uh, not to mention, you know, just being able to augment what I'm doing with my current clients who can't physically be with me working out either because of things going on on their end or things, obligations on my end. So um, it's just an opportunity to, to increase your outreach. And, you know, that's, that's what we're about. We're about connecting and helping as many people as we can. And, you know, for me to be on my side of the screen, you to be on your side of the screen, there's no reason why I can't help you. Help me help you. Hey man, help me help you. <laughs> help me help you. <laughs> Help me, help me, help me. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going down the wrong, we're going down the crazy road. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, good uh, times, Wendy. Always, always. Well, Ken, thanks for, uh, you know, for joining in, in on another awesome episode. You're welcome, Wendy. And thank you for, for enlightening me on the all things virtual training. So pleasure, Wendy. Until next time. Um, so for those of you listening to us today here on Random Fit, thank you for spending your time with us. Follow, like, share, subscribe, download, all of those things on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. And uh, we're, uh, we'll, we'll keep things nice and fresh for you. So if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or you want to hear about regarding Random Fit, please let us know. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.